0: welcome you are listening to fridays with francis as president of the eastern chamber francis Castaneda dice is a wealth of information connections and is both an eastern native resident and aficionado this podcast is co-hosted with jenny justice Newmeyer, where you will hear discussions on business travel local news hot topics and personal experiences without any further ado let's hear from francis It's Fridays with Frances! And I'm Frances! (laughs) And I'm super excited today because we have our second Special guest, yay! And I'll let you do the the honor.
1: Today we have Gilda Ramirez, who is a native Eastender and who works for Port of Houston and is a big icon uh, there at the port. I'll let her give her her title and what else she does, but but she's been a dear friend of mine forever. When we were you know talking earlier. We can't remember when we met, but we can't imagine life without each other. <laughs> That's right. That's what I said,
2: Francis. So I do know that we've definitely known each other at. Least least 18 years because I started at the port 18 years ago and actually I can remember a happy hour in my backyard Mm -hmm. where we came up with Francis as the best person for the East End Chamber and so there's a story behind that. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Yeah
1: Gilda Gilda, yeah really forgot about that one but she's one of the persons responsible for me joining the East End Chamber. Uh, Her encouragement and belief and so excited that I listened to her and everyone else.
0: Oh well thank you. from From the East Enders and everyone from the chamber. So I don't know uh, if you're on Facebook, but one of our board members dubbed her la reina de East End. (laughs) I'm I to... thought that
2: was my title. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we can have a joint reign.
0: <laughs> We're gonna just start a group. I uh, love it. La Reina. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
2: Mm-hmm. Actually, I did see a picture of her and I thought it was very appropriate on Facebook. Her t-shirt that she bought from an East End merchant oh, said yeah. Chief Lava. Yes! I saw that <laughs> I loved it. I was like, that is so cute.
1: I know they called me that growing up and it just stuck. <laughs> it just stuck. <laughs>
0: So, we'll have La, Reine, La, La Reina Chiflada, mm, <laughs> and I then we'll it. come up with a subtitle for you. What would that be? That's great. <laughs> we'll
2: have to work on that.
0: Right. And then, before you
2: came to the port, you were at Metro. Yeah, I was with 18. Metro for 18 years, and I've been at the port for 18 years. So, of course, I started when I was 10. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we completely understand that.
0: So,
1: Gilda, what high school did you go to uh, here in the East End?
2: So I went to Milby for two and a half years and I graduated from Stephen F. Austin. So I um, am loyal to both schools and uh, support both schools as well through some of our programs and then just as an alum. That's what I love about
1: the work that Gilda and I are doing. We're both from the East End, and we work here in the East End. But we give scholarships to and work with kids uh, here in our, the schools that we went to school with. And it just makes such a big impact, and it makes us warms our heart that we're giving back to students that were once like us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We actually at the port have a program just down the street at Stephen F. Austin High School, and we have a maritime program there, and they have a simulator, and they're teaching kids about seagoing jobs and also logistics and so there are opportunities for those kids to get full-time jobs right after work i'm sorry right after high school and then uh, continue their education because we do support that and as francis said we also give scholarships through our port houston partners in maritime education so anybody that is interested could get a scholarship from the east end chamber and port houston partners in maritime education we want to make sure that we give back to the community and that we're helping people and making them aware of the great jobs that are available right out of high school
0: uh, that's really amazing and i really love you know with the way the world is changing mm-hmm. we don't have communities the way we used to way back in the day so i really love that y'all both grew up in the area and work in the area and support the youth that are coming up in the area i think that's so admirable mm-hmm. so i'm very humbled to be able to sit down and talk to y'all too it's really cool
1: yeah, the, the uh, scary part is that because we work in the neighborhood, you know, and, well, there is no good grocery stores uh, here, <laughs> but if there were... We're working more, on that. We're, yeah, we're definitely working on it. H-E-B, if you're out there listening. Um, but no, we I, we did. I'd have to put makeup on to go to the grocery store. Oh, this is true. So when I go to the grocery store outside of the East End, I don't have any makeup on, and I pray that I never run into anybody, um, or, or when I'm driving and I'm like, my hair is in a ponytail and a, and a baseball cap after the gym. You just never know who you're going to run into.
0: Well, and you know a lot of people between the <laughs> two of you. I mean, I've gone in places far removed from the East End, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know Francis? And I'm like, how? Why? <laughs> what is your connection to Francis? So that's always kind of funny. It all ties back to the East End. It does, like the, the beginning. Mm-hmm. The beginning. Mm-hmm. So tell us more, Gilda, how you um, came about to work at the port.
2: So actually I had been at Metro for 17 years and I was the highest ranking Hispanic and I did uh, oversee our, um, I did uh, at the time when I left, I was doing community relations and government affairs and a friend of mine told me about an opening that the port was going to have and it was going to be to start a small business development program. So that was really intriguing to me to be able to give back to the community in that way. And so I sent my resume in and didn't really think too much about it. And several months actually passed. And then I got a call from the executive director at the port and he asked me to come in and interview. And uh, lo and behold, a few months uh, after that, I got a job offer and I gave my notice at Metro. And uh, I actually gave a month's notice. And then I worked till the very last day before (laughs) I started at the port. But it was all good. And, uh... As I said, I've been at the port now 18 years. I started their small business development program. And uh, then about um, eight or nine years ago, actually, we started the maritime education program. So I've been very fortunate to be able to start two programs and both really give back to the community. And they're both a lot of fun. And as Frances said, it's really rewarding to be able to give back and see, you know, what... Our work does and how it helps people grow their business grow their education get jobs so I really enjoyed that opportunity and Francis knows this but um, I also grew up in the East End over Magnolia Park and my grandfather who raised me uh, worked on the docks and so Wow yeah so it's really interesting because I have like his ID card from you know when he worked there and all And um, so I'm sure, you know, we've all been port families for a long time. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Did you ever go to the docks when you were little? Yes,
2: I did. We used to go and pick up some of my uncles who were merchant mariners and we would go and sit there and we would actually, um, we would do a kind of a, a family thing. We would drive out to Galveston, well, not Galveston, but Seabrook and sit out and buy some poor boys from this little place. And they, we would watch the ship come in. Mm-hmm. And then once we saw it coming in, you know, we would stay there most of the day and then drive and then pick them up at the port.
0: Wow. That's super neat. Yeah. Know. And
2: again, all before cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> this is so true. Mm -hmm. This is so
0: true. I know it was so funny because I was talking to my husband about it and he said that the port is grossly underappreciated because this is the main reason why Houston's economy is what it is year after year. And I just really, that really resonated with me because if you're not like in the East End or you're not in a supporting Industry of the port, it's like you don't even think about it, and yeah. and yet it's one of the largest ports in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and goes back uh, over a hundred years. So. Yeah,
2: we're we're actually a hundred and nine years old, and um, I in twenty fourteen we celebrated our centennial, and oh. we had uh, it was really great for the city because we did have. Um, a big celebration for a 100th year and then we also worked with the Arts Alliance and there are two great books uh, with the history of the port. Really? Yes. Wow. And can they find those books on the port website? They can call our office. We do have copies of them and we can also um, let them know where they can get them. One, as I said, was done by the Houston Arts Alliance and then the other was done through the port.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And one of the, the other thing that I thought about that was really interesting is how many jobs there are through the port. Not just actual port workers, but also just like surrounding um, industrial, which a a lot of them are members Mm -hmm. um, as well so kind of wanted to see you know what y'all thought about how the port supports our economy just kind of get y'all's take on that
2: so i think um one of the things that people don't really think about even i can remember my first week at the port just kind of staring out the window and you just don't think about oh that's how a car gets here someone Mm. has to actually get on a vessel and uh, they're called row row roll on roll off and someone has to get on there and drive each car off and then load it onto a trailer and then take it to the lot and then take it to the dealership you know you go to a car lot and you're like oh which car am i going to get you don't think about that if it came across um, you know Volkswagen is one of our biggest customers and so we see those all day we're also very fortunate and I think Francis may have been able to see them we get to see the Rolls Royce too oh nice very nice do you and get to drive those off the boat we don't get to drive <laughs> we don't get to drive them but we have been fortunate enough to take a lot of our students to see and meet with the different vent- leasers again uh, along the channel and the tenants and so when they have uh, we've actually had a few of them be able to take a picture in the Rolls Royce. Right? Oh, so, nice. Pretty nice, yeah. Super cool. Call us the
1: next time you do that. Uh, <laughs> I know, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, would, I think they would say, uh, we don't know about you and Francis together. <laughs> oh, no. We're going
1: to say, look that way, and then we're going to take the, the
0: other way. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: That's actually pretty cool
0: because that's so true. We don't realize where a lot of stuff that comes in and i noticed that i mean a lot of liquid comes in a lot of dry goods come in a lot of vehicles come in we don't even most consumers most americans most houstonians um, don't understand that. So that was actually really cool to hear because I never yeah. thought about it either. Even though when you go over the ship channel, you can see the big car yards or what do y'all call them? Like
2: yeah. car, car lots?
0: Car, yard. there are car yards. There yards. Yeah. Okay. There you are. But to actually think about each car has to be driven off. That's mm-hmm. very time consuming.
2: Yeah, and I think a lot of people also take or are under the impression that that is the port. We actually have uh, several different facilities, of course, our largest being Bayport and Barber's Cut. And if you go out to those facilities, you can see uh, the large cranes and the ships coming in Uh and each of the cranes actually being loaded and unloaded from those vessels. That whole operation is just unbelievable to see and Um, you know it's very methodical each uh, crane is taken off put on either a a trailer and driven off or stacked and um, you know again hundreds thousands of jobs throughout the region and um, when you go into grocery store I always talk to the kids and say you know tennis shoes for example are a big way to relate to the kids and you have to remember that indirect jobs Supported in other countries where those were manufactured and then shipped here, so there's another point for jobs. Once they're shipped, then they're loaded and unloaded, and then they go into the retail stores. And of course, there's a mass distribution. Mm-hmm. I, I'm making, I'm simplifying it down, but yeah. um, you Thank know, you. think, <laughs> <laughs> think about you know just what it took to get your microwave mm-hmm. or you know your tennis shoes or even your fruit. We have refrigerated. Uh, they're called reefers, and so wow. we have refrigerated containers and so that's how your fruit comes in and your flowers and all the things that we just take for granted when we go into a grocery store yeah
0: Mm -hmm. that's really awesome or furniture store and so you said something that really uh made me think so ai is coming in And you're talking about, like, loading and unloading and have, and I don't even know if you're part of this discussion or not, but um, has that already hit the port, like, all this loading and unloading and, and doing this artificial driving or anything?
2: We are looking at some of those things with some of our partners, but uh, one thing that uh, we talked about today as the Port Authority at a previous meeting that Francis and I had the opportunity to attend um, with uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, our chairman was talking about the facial identification um, that we have available at the port when you come in. And then also it was mentioned when uh, it's very similar to when you walk through At the airport through the uh, scanners we have that for those containers as well so there's a lot of automation that happens and when I first started at the port you know believe it or not things were still on a typewriter and we always laugh about it and we've really um, had uh, the opportunity to make significant improvements in technology and that of course is a big a opportunity for new jobs
0: yeah um, that, that's amazing and about like the driverless cars too mm-hmm. like are y'all are, i don't know is are there going to be driverless cranes i guess eventually at some point I know we have the little robot back in Well, I'm not going <laughs> to say
2: that in front of the, you know, I'm not going to go out and say that, yeah. but because our big thing is job creation, but mm. I think that there'll always be opportunities for improvements. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that is true because some, a lot of things that you automate, you do take away some jobs. So that's actually very encouraging mm-hmm. to hear that that's a priority. Job right. Creation. Well,
2: uh, we're, um. An entity of the state of Texas and that is part of our mission oh. is jo- job creation and prosperity for the region.
0: Oh that's a great mission.
2: We like it. Uh,
0: prosperity.
2: I know I that, that <laughs> word I, I tend to use that word a lot. <laughs> but it's, it's a good word.
1: You know speaking of the, the meeting that Bilda was talking about back on the 21st it was it was amazing because it The port has so many partners, and and together we are just making uh, it grow, grow, grow. At that meeting, there was representatives from the West Gulf Maritime Association, Sand Jack, Enterprise Products, the Economic Alliance, Houston Pilots, uh, seafarers. It's just everybody that that comes together for that same mission that they have. Um, And right now, the biggest thing is to widen and deepen the the ship channel Mm -hmm. so that we can be prepared for more cargo. And that's one thing that, that I think is on. Uh, in Washington's mind right now is how can we make that faster because we can't wait for 20 years for that to happen we need it sooner than
2: that we need to have the ability to have two-way traffic on the channel and that's very important to the region so we're really working as an organization with industry partners to make that happen in an expeditious manner Uh, if we had to wait for the regular process, it would take over a decade, and mm-hmm. so we're hoping to fast-track it.
1: So if you can imagine, uh, freeways right now, yeah, there's two-way traffic, you know, one going... That's what happens on the on the water. That There's like these big car ships are going one way, and the other one's coming the other way, and that's really just what we're talking about. If you haven't ever seen it, I check out some videos on the web to check it out. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And those ships are so huge. Huge. Can you They're, imagine trying to park... Or turn around? No.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, I even, have a problem parking my own car. I was so. going to
0: say, I was like, I don't even like, SUV, like, large SUVs. So, no, I can't imagine that. hmm And also, I know you're on the... Pilot board. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, how did the Houston pilots work in conjunction with the port?
1: The, the pilots actually are the captains that bring in all of the vessels into the ship channel, into where they're supposed to be docked, okay. and then back out again. And they work hand-in-hand with the port to ensure safety and other things like that. I don't know Gilda if there's anything else.
2: Um, Well the pilot board oversees the pilots and they work very closely with the pilots work very closely obviously with our shippers so a pilot actually has to get on board the vessel and bring it in and then also bring it out and so they're very you know they have to have a lot of experience they have to be able to make those maneuvers and there's even a maneuver that is called the Texas chicken which is where you know two uh, vehicles have or vessels have to go right until they're almost gonna gonna touch and then move so that they can have that ability to make wow. the channel and so that is one of the big things that we're trying to uh, make improvements to the channel so that we can have a wider channel wider channel means more Uh, opportunities for the region so we can bring in more product and take out more product and and the Houston pilots
1: are very integral of keeping you know the ship channel moving Um, and I think they're also working on trying to make the pilots more diverse. Um, there's a, an inc- a small increase, or seeing some more women uh, becoming that, but at that meeting on the 21st, we had the honor of meeting a young girl lady named Jennifer. She was a graduate from the San Jacinto Maritime Program, okay. and she's working for uh, Port Houston in the Sam Houston boat, giving tours. Uh, she's on her track to become a future pilot. So okay. I, I look forward to keeping my eye on her and watching her grow.
0: Yeah, and that and with the Chamber of Women in Business luncheon, I think we've had one or two. Yeah,
1: Captain uh, Captain Christy Taylor, mm-hmm. and showing pictures of the big boats that she has to climb onto, it's just amazing.
0: It it is amazing. It's a risk
1: risky job, but but they do a great job in doing it.
0: And then y'all mentioned scholarships. So with these scholarships, it's to get students in the East End to get into maritime jobs such as these, right. what uh,
2: what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, we did have the opportunity to talk to Brenda Hellyer from San Jacinto College. San Jacinto College has a maritime um, college, uh, an academy, and they uh, shared with me today, and so this is fresh off the press, that they are actually gonna be working with HCC and HISD to bring dual credit opportunities to our high schools that have maritime programs, so we're really excited about that opportunity. And I always think about you know the opportunity to give uh, young children, kids, uh, young adults, the opportunity to have about 18 hours of credit, yeah. uh, college credit hours, before they even graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would certainly be a benefit to them and to their parents. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it sounds like a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, this is like really great. And I know you said you filled out your application and you didn't think much of it. How hard is it to get a job at the port?
2: Well, again, at the Port Authority, we only have about seven hundred actual port employees. Got it. Okay. The uh, numbers um, that that you know are often heard that are in the millions are indirect jobs. So Got it. Port Authority individuals, there's about seven hundred of us. And uh, once you get to the port, you don't really leave, as you can tell from my 18 years there. We um, have a great work family there. And I wouldn't say it's hard. We have positions all the time. We have an apprentice program that we're very excited about, which is a great opportunity as well. And there's always openings, so I encourage everyone to check our website.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, And I know that you said you started a small business.
2: Um program. Yes, going share about that? Sure. So our small business program was started in 2002 and we have over 1,100 companies registered in our program. and we, in addition to having the opportunity to bid work at the Port Authority, they also are um, receive other benefits from registering with us, such as free training, free opportunities to uh classes at the university of small business university uh downtown on Fannon street uh we sponsor all kinds of classes for them like how to market your business uh quickbooks um how to you know create networking opportunities and so we're always out there we host about um 100 events ourselves and then we participate in many events and with the chamber we're always there Uh, everybody probably knows pedro and pedro and yes yes, the two pedros and so uh, we are we're always participating with our partners and we have a, a great relationship with the east end chamber we're very proud of it and hope to continue to give back to the community
0: absolutely
1: I know so Miss Gilda what do you like to do for fun I know this is work 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 but you know work hard and play harder what do you like to do for fun
2: well Francis, are we going to tell our secrets
1: <laughs> that, that, that's why
2: I led into it yes I mean we have a long history here
0: do this. we'll just cut this recording up into segments it'll be like a new little insight every uh-huh.
2: week well Francis knows that we're um good friends and we like to go do things like get our mani and our pedi mm-hmm. get our massage and of course there's always some prosecco involved <laughs> with glad. those um with those things and I'm not a runner but Frances is a runner and I will cheer her on <laughs> from the sidelines <laughs> absolutely and um, really I spend time with my family and I have a little dog and her name is Coco and so I like to spend a lot of time with her
1: Aww. And Gilda likes to travel, too. She's been to some amazing places. And one trip that we took together was to Dubai uh, a couple of Christmas year- December's ago. It was and actually
2: in 2016. <sighs> I can't believe it's been that long. Wow! And I only know that because I got a reminder this morning about memories from Dubai. Aww. So That was the most amazing trip um, ever. It was the long flight. Yes.
1: Um, but, but one that I'll always remember is God, I'm ready to go back.
2: It, It was an awesome trip. And, um, Francis almost, uh, no, it was Taloria and Francis, we were all getting on a camel, and they almost pulled me <laughs> off. <laughs> I know. I,
1: I got pictures of, of, of them, and then they took pictures of me, but I swear, I just knew I was going to fall off that camel. I yeah. knew it. Those are oh.
0: not comfortable to get on. No. And then the way the camel gets right. on, it's like so weird.
1: Mm-mm. What you'll do for a photo.
0: <laughs> I, know, I know, right? So I have to ask you this. Because we had a podcast a few weeks back, and out of that podcast, we started talking about how people travel together and how some of our, uh, some of our trips have been ruined because we traveled with people we were not compatible with. So I'm guessing, since y'all are laughing, that y'all can travel well together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're really
2: both a lot of fun and like a lot of the same things, and we've done a New York trip. We've done Dubai. We've done the casino we've done several trips together and francis knows that i like to travel she loves to travel and we're both pretty easy going mm-hmm. and um help each other with our luggage and <laughs> you know help each other with everything along the way we've shared a room so yeah it's all great mm-hmm. i'm just ready to go on another trip i know right <laughs> we we actually created
0: a francis travel buddy quiz <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so, I don't know if anyone uh, took it or not, but but that was that was fun.
2: I know. So, yeah. but I'll have to take it to see how I score, and if I don't get a hundred, <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> and it, it
1: was one of those trips. Where it's not even for scoring. It's just to let the other person know. No, yeah. There's questions that no one asks, like, are you a morning person, and no mm. one even knows that. It's like, mm. oh, they're sleeping in. I should I sleep in too? <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Or even like we went. Uh, we just got back from a cruise and. Um, My husband's like, hey, let's rent a scooter. And I'm like, are you crazy? These people are driving on the opposite side of the road, but, like, on our side of, like, driving mechanism. I was like, and you want to rent a scooter? Like, I was like, (laughs) no. Like, I was like, and, and, and his reaction was just like, oh, my goodness. And I was like do we need to take the Francis travel button? <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> so that you know. Yeah. He's like,
1: mm-hmm. well, maybe we do. <laughs> so, that's It's fun. all about communication. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: communication tool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, did you have anything else? Cause, because I wanted to talk about as we wind down this amazing yeah, conversation, yeah. the Sam Houston boat tour. I didn't even know about this. I was born and raised, um, in Houston. And I met my husband like five years ago and four years ago. He's like, Hey, started talking about the boys He's like, hey, have you ever done the boat tour? And I'm like, what boat tour? And so he was talking about it, and so we booked it, and or we went, and one day we
2: figured out what time. How so we have th- thousands of visitors come through a year, and it's a great opportunity to see the channel. Mm-hmm. There are actually two trips per day. Um, they're closed on Sunday and Monday, but every other day of the week they have trips twice a day, one at 10 a.m. and one at 2 p.m., and you just have to call and make, and have your reservations. And uh, you can take those free public tours. As a matter of fact, Francis and I were laughing because when we were kids, they would take us um, from our elementary schools. And we used to get a, a Dr. Pepper <laughs> on, on there. Still give out drinks, but now they're just a can. It used to be a <laughs> bottle. But it's a lot of fun if you've never done it. It's great educational tour and it gives you a, a really good idea of all of the industry along the channel
1: mm-hmm. it's an eye opener because you just didn't know how many companies are, are on the ship channel that use it for to keep their business going and then so-and-so is next to so-and-so and it's it's fascinating i encourage everyone and it's free
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is free so um, you can use it as a tourist attraction too if you have relatives come in
0: mm-hmm and then the chamber does a special one. Yeah. If you're like a member. Mm-hmm.
1: We, um, uh, as part of our, our contractual uh, agreement, we get to take one boat uh, tour, but this is in the evening time. And they do serve uh, food mm-hmm. um, and beer and wine. And it's just always so much fun.
0: And always so pretty. It is. It's like and we always have a full boat. So yeah. yeah. Always. yeah. Always. But you have to be on time.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, we'll leave you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have to be on time if With late, ID
0: in hand Bye <laughs> Bye bye guys mm-hmm. Bye I know right <laughs> And that unfortunately is really the only way I know when we used to have I forget the name of the restaurant over there And then it closed
2: Brady's Landing. Brady's Landing. So, uh, so sad. I thought you were talking about the Greek restaurant way back in the day on Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no, that close too. Yes, they that was did sad
0: too. And so that's just really the only way to see the port at this point is the, With all boat the security. Tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely go. And now you have to call in, or can you book it online? You
2: can book it online. You can book
0: it online yeah, too. You can definitely... Okay. So we'll include that link uh, yeah. in here as well. But.
2: Yay! Yay! Thank you! Yay! Thank, thank you for you. the great opportunity.
0: We love the East
1: End. And we yes. Love you. And we, we we still live here, so we're never leaving. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to get t shirts. I like know. The
0: East End. I love it. Yes, love yes, it. yes, yes. Bye! Well, thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye! Thanks for joining us today, and you can keep up with Francis at eecoc.org. And follow us on social media to keep this conversation going. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic weekend.